understand we've all felt stuck at one point or another, even the most successful people among us, because it's a rite of passage, a trial, to see if you have what it takes to be independent. The test is to prove that you deserve your destiny. Each week our goal is to bring you an inspiring story of someone who moved beyond their stranded face and found greatness on the other side. Welcome to The Stranded Podcast, and this is your host, Jessica Hurley. Guys, real quick, today's episode of The Stranded is sponsored by none other than Instapodcast. If you've never heard of Instapodcast, that's my podcast management agency, and there's nothing wrong with a shameless plug, right? My podcast management agency that we started in 2019 with the intent to help business owners, entrepreneurs, and creatives just like yourself connect on one of the most popular platforms on the internet right now that allows you to have true intimacy and vulnerability with your audience, and that is podcasting, to share your story, to share your message, your experience, and your knowledge through one of the most powerful mediums. And what we did was take away the hardest, most difficult part of it. We do the tech and the production for you so that you get to focus on the two most important things, which are content and marketing, so that the world can hear your message. Because I know, one thing I know for certain is that you have a message that can put words to something that someone else is experiencing that they don't know how to put words to. And so it's time to put your message out there. But the problem is, is you're scared of how much work it's going to take. And Instapodcast takes away all of the work for you so that you can focus on what's most important about the podcast, which is just delivering and serving your audience. So run over to instapodcast.com right now, schedule and book your first call with one of our reps or me, and we will get you started with your popular podcast. What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Stranded Phase podcast. I am here with another incredible guest, someone that I actually like to call my friend. We've known each other for a really long time. I think we really connect on what I would consider like a spiritual level. And he's also an incredible entrepreneur and the founder of Building with Caleb. And just like, you're literally one of my favorite people to talk to. I think we just have some great conversations. We do. And so I knew I had to have you on the podcast because I felt like not only can you, you're about as authentic and as honest as I am. And on top of that, um, I think you just give a great male perspective and it's not necessarily every male's perspective, but it's, it's an honest one. And it's one I really appreciate. And so welcome guys. Welcome my friend, entrepreneur and founder of building with Caleb, uh, Caleb Curl. Thank you. Glad to be here. I'm excited. I'm excited. (laughs) So I'm going to jump right in um, with this. And we are probably going to just keep going because there's so many things I could talk to you about. But I'm going to jump right in by saying one of my favorite things about watching you this year has been you have truly set aside space, people, and what most would consider their priorities to deep dive into yourself. You have gone on a journey to practice abstinence. You've gone on a journey to get closer to God and you've gone on a journey like of self-discovery, like discovery of man, like who am I? What am I doing in this world? What does my purpose look like? What does my impact look like? And I truly admire it because you've really set boundaries around it. You, you've taken trips alone. You've told me like, nope, I'm with, I'm by myself today. Like you've really set aside the time and made this a priority. What kind of came to you this year or just recently that said, like, I need to deep dive into self? Ooh. Um, so the beginning of the year, like I had all these goals set for like what I wanted to do and accomplish. And um, God was just like, nope, I caught COVID. Like I was supposed to go Ooh. to Hawaii at the beginning of the year. Like I had all this stuff like planned out of like what I wanted to do. Um, and during this time, like my new year's resolution at the beginning of the year was like, I'm going to do 30 days of no, no social media, no TV, Mm. just me, myself, God and books. And then I catch COVID. I was supposed to go to Hawaii and then I catch COVID in the midst of this. So it's like, okay, I'm home for two weeks. <laughs> Time out in the comments. If you caught COVID when you were about to do some really cool shit this year, cause I know I did I'm not going to explain myself, but all of us, I feel like all of us caught COVID at some point. <laughs> yes. I got bit by the vid. <laughs> but yeah, I had all this like stuff planned for like what I wanted to do. Um, 
And I just been pouring and pouring and giving, you know, to to people like I was doing um, a lot with my YouTube channel at the time. Mm -hmm. Like I was posting every week. I was like being consistent. I was coaching, like just pouring and giving to everybody, you know, and then I caught COVID and just like everything like shifted. I had a lot of I had a lot of time to like sit by myself Mm. and um, think and and get back to myself. You know, Um, that's one thing about um, my personality that I, I really learned is that I'm the type of person like I pour out so I can't pour anymore and then i need time to recharge and go back in my shell um so <sighs> that so introverted extrovert uh, yeah <laughs> i guess i guess i just you know just need to recharge um but that that's what it was that that started the year for me um of like recentering my focus and just allowing god to to be my foundation you know i think all of us on our own spiritual journey we go through that um where um Generally, what happens is affliction hits us or something hard, and then we run back to God, like God, I need you to help me to like get out of this. And then we're on this straight and narrow path. And then when we start to prosper and things are coming in our, our lives, blessings, the things that we want, then we kind of get off kilter. Facts. Um, and I think things for me, um, doors have just been opening left and right. And um, just the beginning of the year was just a big reset for me, and that like shifted everything. And I was just like, you know what? Like I'm gonna scale back. Um, I haven't been focusing on me. Um, I, I've mm. been focusing on everything outside of myself, giving and pouring into people. But who's pouring into Caleb? Who's giving Caleb Curl a hundred percent? And so that was my that that was like the the start of it. And then gradually, um, I say you know halfway into the year, I was just like you know what, like I got to learn to give me a hundred percent because I've never given myself a hundred percent. I've given my business a hundred percent. Mm. I've given relationships 100%. I've given everything outside of myself 100%, but that's extrinsic value, you know? So therefore, eventually that's going to run out because I'm giving them more than I'm giving myself, you know? And so again, I'm pouring out and then I'm pouring out and uh, so now I'm empty, you know? what? So what do I have to give? You know, what am I giving? So anyway, long story short, yeah, that, that was the reset for me. I was just like, you know what, Caleb, you got to give you 100%. Um, and this time just focus on, on the quality and consistency of you. So there's, there's two things I want to point out here. One, I was, uh, we did a recent podcast recording with another incredible entrepreneur and one of her guests said this, and I thought it was just so beautiful. She said, you know, we pour into people, we people please, we put other people first and then, and you know, then, and only then do we focus on ourselves. Um, but most of us are pouring from a half full cup that you're actually only supposed to give from the access. So you're supposed to fill your responsibility is to fill your cup to the top when and only when it overflows is when you're supposed to give the access to other people Mm. is what's an access and overflow is what you're supposed to give away. Mm. And that most people never even get to a full cup before they pour out to other people and literally empty it. And it was like, what if you focused on always filling up your cup, setting that boundary with self and just said, I'm going to always make sure I'm full and then and only then will I give an access. And I think that sounds so time consuming to most people, but imagine the human beings we are when our cup is full. That's not selfish. That's not selfish. That's being centered. Right. That's alignment. Right. So that's one. And then two, um, I'm listening to you say this and I want to point out something. So for all the ladies listening, pipe down. This one might hurt you a little bit, but I think it would be really cool to point this out is women say what you just said a lot. Women, women always say like, you know, I'm a mom, I have a career, I'm a a friend, a sister, you know, a coworker. I also have to show up full-time at my job and as a full-time mom and I pour, pour, pour. And then, and only then can I focus on myself. And to be honest, a lot of women never even get there. They just do all the things for others. They wake up in 40 and 40 and go, what the fuck did I do for myself? But I'm listening to you say this. And I think this is the same case for men. You guys just don't talk about it. Right. We don't have room to complain. Say something while you're in there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, men don't have that opportunity to complain. Um, our role in being here is to be leaders, you mm. know. And I always this is something else that I came to the conclusion this year, um, especially like saying that hey, I'm I'm gonna really focus on being intentionally single. Like I've said this in the past, but I'm like now nah, I'm really gonna focus on that because I started asking myself like, okay, who does the king talk to? Like I know that God has placed me here to be a king, um, but. Not not to downplay anybody else, but I pour so much into other people, but who pours into me? And again, that goes back to getting off kilter in my alignment um, and 
So for me, my, my new um, understanding, um, not knowledge, but new understanding, because mm. um, we can know a lot of things, but until you understand it, you don't apply it to your life and take action on it. But anyway, my new understanding- I know how to lose weight. I don't seem to understand it. <laughs> <laughs> no comment. <laughs> we know a lot of shit. Go ahead. <laughs> but something that I really understand is the hierarchy that God has set. And so for me, um, I tell myself now, I surrender my body to my mind. I surrender my mind to my soul. And I surrender my soul to the guidance of God. Say that again, please. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I just got to replay it. <laughs> but yeah, just- um that's that's the one thing um i think for a lot of men our order is off our funnel is off Ooh. you know especially i don't know just so if you look at just I, I, just growing up for myself the value that men have is outside of themselves how tall are you oh man you're a big old boy man you, you play ball you know it's always like something about you physically and then as you get older it's like how much money do you make what kind of car do you drive where do you live how do you Especially, take care of your family right 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 all of everything is outside of yourself it's all extrinsic value and so and then you all to add to it you don't have an opportunity to complain and talk about these things you know so you hold all of this in until you burst you know or you get in a relationship and then um it turns out to be a, a terrible relationship and then you're thrown into this box of like you're another toxic man no you're another man that's gone through trauma and and doesn't um hasn't healed you know and and is off kilter doesn't understand his alignment you know um so yeah but i don't want to go off on attention on that but if you have a partner i want you to like really listen to this because what i hear in between the lines this is so good like i got the chills what what i hear in between the lines is like simple men get burnt out too and then the difference is, is like women either seek community in these moments, they seek healing, help, therapy, et cetera, or they seek fulfillment. Men don't do any of these things. They just push through. Right. We just go on and conquer something else or move on to the next chick or we just, you know, what other business can I start? We distract ourselves, you know, again, things outside of ourselves, you know, how often our men taught to like, hey, like focus on your inner being and 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 have peace and and move in that peace and and enjoy and be a man of honor and integrity. Like, nah, like be a man that's getting money out here. Be a man that you got chains and you got you know fast cars and a big house. You know that that's what a man is. That's the value. You know we've been taught how to be a man by whatever society's agenda is right now. And the big thing that I see amongst a lot of men amongst both sides is an identity crisis. People don't know who to be. You're being sold to all day, every day. Even if you're by yourself, you're a person that is, you're an introvert. But if all day you're looking at YouTube and listening to different things and you have not spent any time with self, you're, you are whatever you've been marketed to and sold to all day. You're, you're not yourself, you know? And so I think that's the thing. There's a big identity crisis. And that's why a lot of people are struggling with anxiety and, and depression um because again all of their value is outside of themselves all right we're full of what other people have told us we should be instead of figuring out matter of fact i was having a conversation with one of my homeboys the other day and we were talking about like both of us decided you know to leave college and um you know pursue entrepreneurship and we said you know like why why do we want to do that and i said man i wanted the opportunity to be myself like how many, how many, how many times do in our life do we get an opportunity to be ourselves? It's like, no, you need to do this or that. You need to go to college. You need to have this job. You need this degree. You need to make this amount of money. And so you start doing these things that, and, and you start meeting people as you get older who are progressing their career. And you ask them like, do you enjoy what you do? Are you happy with your life? And it's like, no, it's secure. It's this or that. Again, things outside of yourself um, but you've done it because that's what other people have told you to do, not because that's what you wanted to do. So. Oh my God, I'm floored right now. Do you, <laughs> this is so good. I have so many questions, but do you remember the conversation we had the other day where we were like, so, okay. So if you go to college, you do the corporate America route or whatever you do, you are always climbing. You're always climbing to a position. It's obviously, you know, like work your way up, prove yourself, validate by your coworkers, you know, climb the hierarchy, get to the place, then director, vice president, blah, 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 whatever that looks like for you. And it's always about a position of authority or meeting a said so goal, nothing wrong with this either. But then we discussed like in an in entrepreneurship, it's become the same thing. It's a climb of, of hierarchy, basically an authority. Like 
who's the most important, who's the best known expert, who's the richest, who's the wealthiest, who's the flashiest. And then you and I talked about, and you just said it. And I think like, why does no one think this way? Because this is the most beautiful part of entrepreneurship that I've recognized this year. If what if the goal was to start a business, become wealthy and abundant or financially secure, whatever you see for yourself, and then use that that flow and that freedom to go, okay, now I'm in my mid thirties. Now I'm in my early forties. Now I have the financial stability to not be chasing something. I can now look inward and figure out who I want to be and how I want to help people. Because we can't think that way when we're under disparity and stress to create, to show up, to, to be something, to make some dollar amount, to, to prove or validate our worthiness. So if you create this financial stability first through entrepreneurship, now you have time to be like, okay, who am I? What brings me peace? What makes me happy? What do I actually desire? This was the first year of my life I was able to take walks and be like, you don't even know what the fuck you want. You don't know because you've been being a chameleon your entire life, conforming to what everyone wants from you instead of what you want for you. Right, right. Like, I'm like, what if everyone subscribed to the idea? Like, let me give myself five to 10 years to create financial stability through the power of entrepreneurship so that I could then have time, space and freedom to look inward, to figure out who do I want to be? How do I want to show up in life? What do I actually desire? I realize peace is a lot freaking easier than most people think. Yes, it's simple. It's so simple. It's simple. Again, it just takes stepping back and not focusing so much on the climb and start digging and going within. Mm -hmm. We got to stop trying to seek validation outside of ourselves. And again, that's why I said my funnel, you know, everything, there's a hierarchy for everything. There has to be order. Yes. Um, And the way that I like to look at it as well, anything outside of myself that I'm looking um, to give me peace or to give me happiness is lust. Love comes from within. Love is unconditional. You know, lust is is a uh, finite thing. There's an input and there's output, but love is perfect. You know, and again, for me, just uh, what what you know, my belief system. God is love for me, and so that's why I have to have Him be my hierarchy, um, and and my leader. And submission is a whole nother topic that we can go on. But as a man, it's my duty to submit to God, so that way I can keep everything else in order um, in my life. Um, but then really figure out, okay, what is my purpose? Why am I here? You know, but I, I don't know. We don't, we don't, we don't really sit still to ask ourselves those questions or really look within. You might be the first guest that I don't ask you for your Instagram because these ladies going to come after you after this. <laughs> like, I might be, I might just be like, good luck. Find him if you can. <laughs> <laughs> right. I'm a ghost. <laughs> yes. He doesn't exist. He's not real. It's not real. <laughs> okay. So here's my next question. How culture, you just mentioned it. How difficult, cause you make it look easy. How difficult is it to not subscribe to this overarching taking over culture of I don't want to use the word flashiness, but like show for approval. I have all the material things. And before I ask this question, let me make this clear. I like nice things. I clearly like nice things. We're sitting in my living room. Like I like nice things. We're allowed to have nice things that we work hard for. Right. But how do you not subscribe to the culture that I feel like who has the most? Who has the nicest car? Who has the nicest chain? Like, and I'm talking about men specifically. Like, how do you not subscribe to I can still impact and help people without showing off to everyone what I have? Right. Again, going back to my foundation of, of God being my hierarchy system. Um, God being God filling my cup up to where my cup runneth over. So therefore I don't need to when my cup is running over from the inside out and God is blessing me in such a way financially, I don't have to go buy X, Y, and Z and post it on the gram to get love and likes from other people. Again, I don't need extrinsic validation anymore because it's coming from the inside. Again, I think it's simple just being able to it's hard now, yeah. but being able learning how to sit with yourself, learning how to meditate and ask yourself what is it that I want and stop being so distracted um by man I need to be on my phone and, and looking at Instagram all day or you know always there's always some noise and chatter that we're allowing to come in. We don't we have to learn to guard our gates. 
Simply as that. From what we eat, from what we allow, you know, you know, what we watch on TV, what we hear, the company that we keep, you know. And so when you learn to get by yourself and you allow God to fill your cup up from his point of view, now you authentically know who you're supposed to be versus what the world is telling you to be. And so that's that's something that um, I try my best to, to stay on. I, I, I do have moments where like I might see other people doing things. I'm like, man, that's cool. Maybe I should do X, Y, and Z. But then I have to sit with myself and say, you know what? All right, Caleb, are you doing this because this is you? Or are you doing it because you saw somebody else doing it? And you saw the the validation they received from it. And so um, I don't want to be that guy. You know, I don't I don't want to. Um, I want to be wanted and not even just on the relationship tip, but if, if somebody sees me and they see me as a light, I want them to see me, not the things that I have. You know, <sighs> uh, granted, I, again, I like nice things and, and traveling and doing certain things with my life. But um, it's me, not the things that I have. I, I could, you know, I, I talk about my van all the time. My van is my Ferrari, you know. <laughs> <laughs> this van literally rides around in, in, and it's not a nice van either. <laughs> it's my work, man. It's my moneymaker. But I'll tell you this. This is something I do. Like if I, if I meet a chick and, um, and just from Adam, like she don't know anything about me. Um, I'll tell her like, hey, you know, like on the first day, like I'm gonna pull up in my work van. Like I, I, you know, I'll tell her a little bit about my business, but then I pay attention to her reaction, like when she sees me or just the conversation, you know. And that's not to say that someone is shallow because they see me come up in a van, they don't want to talk anymore. But again, like I, I want to be wanted for me. At the same time, I do understand that that can be kind of creepy on the first date. Yeah, yeah. You know, there's a lot going on. People getting kidnapped and whatnot. But anyway. Just the- <laughs> <laughs> the point that I'm making is just um I just picture you pulling up in a white van. <laughs> listen, I have no problem with you know what? So with that too, um that was a big like like ego blow for me. You know, like starting my life over uh, three years ago and jumping into a new business and selling the other vehicle that I had and only having that one vehicle, you know, it, it taught me to value me. You know, Shit. so often as men, like we we get nice cars and flashy things because we're trying to get the attention of other people or women. But it, it taught me to like, Caleb, you just got to know that that you are king and that you are the whole package. And I know that whether I'm getting out of my van or my other vehicle, like I, I know who I am now. And it's none of these vehicles. If I ride up on a bike, it don't matter. It's me. I'm the ticket. You know, again, inside out, it's intrinsic value, not extrinsic anymore. And I just went on a tangent. I can't even remember the original point. I'm yeah. not. <laughs> no, you hit on exactly where I was going. Because when you said guard your gates, what I heard is like making a decision like this is truly like a it's a mirror. Like, how valuable am I? Because most people, like you said, buy all of these things for external validation. And it's you saying, I'm so damn valuable that I don't want you coming in my space or receiving my energy simply based off the looks of a car, simply based off the looks of my success, simply based off the dollar amount in my bank account. I value myself so much, AKA I'm a king. Some of y'all ladies, like I'm a queen. Like that's what I've realized myself this year is like everybody can't come in this space because that's how much I value my damn self. Right. And so on the flip side, I'm like, for for people buying all these things to for external validation, like you're willing to let someone in that way based off of what you can show them externally. Like that's not valuing yourself. That's literally making yourself cheap. Yeah. That's cheap. That's pennies on the dollar. Like you can pretty much get anybody that way. Right. But are those people of value? Do those people respect your spirit, your soul, your beliefs, your thoughts, like your opinions? Probably not. Right. To me, I like to look at it like food. Like, I think a lot of people live a genetically modified life. Mm. I'm organic. I cost a little bit more. You're not going to find me at every store. You got to go to a special location and seek me out. When you see me, I might not look the same color as the other fruit that's out there because I'm different. I'm organic. I'm raw. This is me, you know? But we have been taught and forced and programmed to put on a filter. We lived in a sales society. You know, everything is about putting on a smile and a face, but not really um, getting to know somebody from the inside out. It's from the outside in, you know? God, this is so damn good. (laughs) Speaking of organic, I totally hear what you're saying. I bought my son. We were at Publix last night. 
I live above a Greenwise. I don't know if you guys know the difference between Greenwise and Publix, but I found out it's just means it's more expensive and fancier um, and they have more organic stuff. So my son grabs grapes and puts them in the cart because he loves grapes. And I get to the checkout and I'm like ringing it up and I'm like, why the hell are these grapes $10? Like, why are these grapes $10? I go ahead and get them. I get home. He's like, mommy, I want grapes. He starts eating them. I'm eating them. And I'm like, I read the bag and they're organic. And I'm like, oh, that's why they were 10 bucks. But I'm eating them and I'm like, that's why they were 10 bucks. I'm like, these taste way better than regular grapes. Right. <laughs> right. Nutrients. I was like, I was like okay. Vitamins. <laughs> stuff you actually need. <laughs> Everything else is a filler. What is junk food? Junk food is a filler. Yes. It is a filler. It adds no value. It just makes you for a moment like, oh, okay, this feels good. But then after that moment passes, there's nothing there, you know? This interview is so good. I'm getting chills. Okay. So I want to go a second, uh, a step deeper just to discuss, um, something that I personally know about you that we're literally putting on camera. Um, you've been on a journey recently, an, an imperfect journey to, you know, practice abstinence and really focus on yourself. And when I say focus on yourself, like I hit him up the other day and he was like, I'm in Mexico for a week by myself reading. I'm like, okay, <laughs> like, you know, um, alone time and something that's really hard for a grown man, like abstinence, like what made you do this and how difficult has it been? <laughs> yeah. Whole deep breath. <laughs> man. Um, so I went through a typical high school experience. I lost my virginity at a young age, um, at 15. And, um, I didn't realize it then, but looking back now and, and like having grown as a man, I look at that moment and see how I changed. Like I was distinctly different from that moment. And it's such a, sex is such a powerful source, energy source that we don't, we don't really look, in, look into. Again, we look at the extrinsic value of what we get from it. You know, like my release or man, as men, we talk about our it's body. It's like a conquer, isn't it? Right. It's a conquer thing. Right. Yeah. Right. But again, it can, that in itself can turn into junk food, you know? Um, and so for me, I realized, um, at 23, that's whenever like, I, I, I began to like wake up and realize, like, you know what? Like, I really got to step into my manhood. You know, I really got to grow up and mature and stop repeating these same toxic patterns and cycles. Most men and, never, ever think that at 23. <laughs> They're like 47, like, okay, I got to grow the fuck up now. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, you know what? It, I had my uh, Damascus Road experience, you know? Ooh, I, I had, God had to, to wake me up. Um, I had... Um, I won't go into to heavy details, but it was my 23rd birthday and I had a bunch of friends and stuff over. And, um, you know, we've all had like those drunk, crazy nights. Right. And, you know, and, and by the dozen and we've normalized it and it's not healthy. Mm. Um, but long story short, I had someone um, who tried to falsely accuse me of something that I didn't do. And uh, that right there, just like my life flashed before me, you know, because I was just like, first off, like this isn't me. And um, I remember at that moment, too, just like talking to some of my friends and I, re I realized that, you know, what, at all times I have to be responsible for myself and my actions. So anyway, that changed like my whole outlook on like one valuing myself as, as a man and stop giving myself away. Um, and I was like, you know what, like I, I'm going to attempt to um, to to refrain from having sex, you know, and so that started like my initial abstinence journey, but it didn't last just because. Um, I didn't have an end goal with it. You know, I grew up in the church and I knew like, oh, you, you're not supposed to have sex, you know, wait till marriage, but didn't really know why. But then I began to really educate myself on the, the, what sex really is and that energy source. Um, and I read this book, um, called the coiled serpent and it just mm. began to break things down. Um, and it was just like, if you, sex is really about procreation. Yes. But again, seeking value and seeking things of this world, we have turned it into just a sensual, pleasurable moment. It, is, it has become just a thing of lust. You know, that's why condoms exist. Why do condoms exist if, if, if this is about procreation? Because the reason we do it is not always about procreation. It's about, man, I want this moment, you know? And that's so I ain't going to go deep into that. But anyway. Oh, no. Oh, um, no. We're going to go. I'm going to go after that. But go ahead. <laughs> I, um... You know, just as an entrepreneur, um, I realized that like, okay, Caleb, like you're being all over the place. Like I was starting a bunch of different businesses and I was getting, getting bored with things. And I just realized like my energy was just scattered all over the place, but that's what my sex life was scattered all over the place. My energy was all over the place. And I need, so I realized I like- I need a different type of drink for this. This is good. <laughs> 
but so your I, life was similar to your sex life. Right, mm. right. Like, what am I doing with my energy? You know, they say uh, where attention goes, energy flows. Yep. You know, and um, but anyway, I, I ended up reading another book called Think and Grow Rich, and it talked about like sexual transmutation. And uh, so it's just like all these things started to make sense. So I was like, okay, I get why you shouldn't be having sex and giving yourself away. I talk about this all the time. I'll be like, do y'all not remember chapter 11 in Think and Grow Rich where he talks about, there's like this really weird story where he talks about the babysitter and he talks about like getting in the car and how like men, like when they get in those situations, they can't help themselves because it's like an ego boost. Right. And how like when you put your energy towards that, that's when you get like completely, completely like distracted and right. And everyone will be like, I don't remember that part in the book. Right. <laughs> You're the first person that's ever brought that up. Listen, like as men, that is our electricity. That is our creative force. That is our everything. That's why like after our moment, we're like weak and like want to go to sleep because we're frail. We literally just gave a piece of ourselves that was meant to create and match with somebody else to create a life. That is a life force. And you dumped it. But we don't think about it from that. It's just like a lust thing. Just like, oh, man, I just got laid. You know, whatever yeah. the case might be. It's like, no, you just lost life. You Yo. just lost a piece of yourself. You know? Oh, I believe. Listen, I believe in this so heavily because um, after I went through my separation, um, we went to this bomb intuitive, like incredible woman. She doesn't even live here anymore. But she told us this whole thing about how like in other countries, this is very similar to what you're saying, but I can't find any other men that like reason with this. She said in other countries, like there's men that only have sex to procreate. They have sex five. If they ejaculate five times, they're going to have five children and that's it. Like they literally only do it with the intention of having like birthing a child. They say, I want five kids. So I'm going to have sex or ejaculate five times. And she was like, what people don't understand is that when that the the whole thing is that women are men's muse. And so a man that is a king, that is a leader, that is meant to impact this world heavily, that when he can, like, she was like kind of basically talking about flirting. Like if we're in conversation and we're having intimacy without a sexual experience, I'm giving to you from my heart that that is your energy force. I'm giving to you from my heart. So what you needed to receive from me, you technically already received from me. It's right. my input to you. Right. So you're supposed to, as a king, be able to take that because you do need it. You do. You need, you, you're supposed to take that and go create into the world with it. But the problem is, is every man thinks he has to penetrate something that feels good to him. And then he, he exerts his life force penetrate by penetrating you. And that's why you're so tired and depleted. Right. The woman already gave you what you needed. You're supposed to consume it as energy and use it to help the world. Like go create. Like she was like a man's most creative moment is after his ego is filled by a woman. Right. And then he can go and create. And if you discipline that energy, that's the most powerful man alive. Right. And she was like, but then they go, they literally go put it out into the world and they're depleted. And so the energy that was consumed is completely gone. And I was like, yo. And she was like, and most men can never like discipline that. And to give, to give an analogy, there's a certain country out there that will um, go run into other countries and expend the country's resources and try and set up um, a particular government there, right? right? And then abandon it and run out like, nah, nah, it's okay. Like, I don't, I don't want to do anything, you know? And, and as men, we do the same thing. We run up into different environments, different women. And it's just like, ah, like, nah, you're not the one that I want to commit to. You know, and don't realize that, okay, doing that, I've expended my own resources and I've altered that person as well. That person is never going to be the same. You know, that country is never going to be the same now that a particular government has come in here and now all of a sudden wants to abandon it and no longer, you know, the original commitment that we had, like, nah, it's cool. Like, we're just going to leave, you know? And so again, going back to my original point, I think that's why for me, my hierarchy and my foundation of understanding God and understanding myself helps me to align and put things in perspective. Again, a lot of what we're taught, and going back to the point of, of sex culture, we're taught through movies and just whatever society um, and, and pop gossip you know, has going about things, that's what, that's what we learn. But again, we have to detach from those things and reprogram ourselves. And, 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 and just evaluate yourself. Like, that's the thing that I begin to evaluate. It's just like, man, you know what? Like, I'm all over the place. This isn't the type of man that um, I want to be. 
You know, I, I know that I'm a man of purpose. I know that God has given me certain gifts and talents and I have life force within me. I can waste this life force or I can use it and I can use my creativity. I can use my drive and my integrity, my honor, my discipline to, to give gifts to the world and be a light, you know? This is so good. And so now that we're talking about this and this sounds like the perfect the perfect man, the perfect situation, the perfect. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was going to say. So how you can know this, you can align with this. You could want to change your life and be like this for someone that's practicing it. How hard is it? Growing up, we've all been told, Hey, that, that, that stove is hot. Don't touch it. <laughs> that's knowing kind of like what we were talking about earlier. That's knowing understanding is like, okay, when I, when I've now not listened and I've touched that stove and I now understand the consequences. Now I have an understanding of the total, the totality of what that stove is and what it means and what it can do to me. Right. And so now as a man, I pay attention to my mistakes. And, and again, in my time of reflection and meditating, I look back and I say, man, Okay, how come it didn't work out with such and such? Okay, how come that relationship failed? Or okay, da, 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 you know, whatever the case may be. And I and again, I'm looking at it from the point of like of sex, you know, and how I allow certain things, certain gateways to enter into my life. Um and it and it cycles that we repeat. And it, it's an addiction as well, you know. Like I said, I lost my virginity at 15 and just wild out, like all the way up until the point of college. And then I tried to like tone it down a, a bit. But again, this is just something I've made a habit of doing constantly, and I've normalized it. And it's not normal, you know. Um, and so on this journey of abstinence, I fell, you know. Yeah. And at first, it was like this thing, and that's what shifted, you know. Because first, like I was doing it um, again. I read Think and Grow Rich, and I was doing it because I was like, you know what, this is going to help me to be a better businessman. This is going to help me to get extrinsic value and become wealthier. But again, when I began to align myself with God, and I realized, like, you know what, it's not about um, doing this to again, what I can get out of it, get out of it, but who I can become on the inside. You know, um, when I when I value myself so much that I say, you know, what, I'm going to save myself to marriage. You know, again, it is a journey. But going back to the, the topic of being a king, I now understand that I'm a king and that I'm building my kingdom. But I got to set up boundaries around me. I got to set up a moat. I got to put up a wall. You know, can't know any and everybody just come through here. You got to come through the guard gate first, you know. And so there has to be boundaries that we set in place. And so that's something that I had to learn the hard way was that. That, okay, Caleb, you got to have boundaries set and you got to stick to them, you know, um, and and you got to know why you're doing what you're doing, because yes. other people will come in and just be like, ah, like, nah, it's OK. Like, we can just do X, Y and Z. It's like, no, like I know this for myself. You know, I, I know the valuables and the goods that I have in here and I know why I have these boundaries set up. So, no, you can't talk to me about wavering a little bit or like letting, you know, down this guard like you just need to relax or like everybody does it. I ain't everybody. Again, like getting back to self, knowing who you are, knowing your boundaries, knowing why you're doing what you're doing. Um, so anyway, long story short, um, cycles, I, I kept going through the same cycle of like, okay, like would be abstinent, like on the right track and then slip up being mm -hmm. absent on the right track. Um, but then realizing like, okay, I have to have boundaries in place, but then also accountability. And so, um, I touched, you know, that's something that you and I have talked about, but, um, now something that I do, um, of course I have mentors in my life, but I have um, three brothers that I talk to every week that we're all about around the same age, entrepreneurs, and we all live in different states. But I realize the importance as men for us to have accountability, for us to be able to talk to each other and have that masculine energy and realize that, hey, we're all kings, but we can rule together. I don't got to hate on you and what you got going on. Hey, bro, like just what's working over in your kingdom? Because I'm, I, you know, I see this is working for you, bro. This is what's working in my kingdom. You should try doing this or that. Hey, bro, this week, man, I, I man, I've, I made a mistake. This is what happened. You know, I'm confessing my sins and we're talking about these weaknesses and these things out, out loud so we can get better. So I think it's important to recognize the cycles and patterns that you're repeating in your life and realize that if you keep doing the same thing, you're going to get the same results. So it's like, okay, Caleb, like you, you say, you really want to be married and you really want to be a phenomenal husband one day and have a wife and kids and all these things, but you out here doing boyfriend stuff. And in other words, I'm not going to say, but you, you, you're not doing husband and king stuff. You know, you out here playing around, you out here 
wasting your energy. You're going in and penetrating these different countries and then abandoning it and leaving it and saying, ah, oh, like, that's not the one I want to commit to. Again, I, that's why, you know, uh, my belief in God and just understanding why he set certain things in stone um, and, and why sex is meant for marriage is for a reason, you know, and, and anyway, but I don't want to go on a tangent now. I'm just talking, but yeah, yeah. This is so good. I just want to say that I'm so incredibly proud of you because this is not a message that I've heard. This is not a message that I have not heard before. However, I don't see any men preaching about this or talking about this in any way. And this is like, this is so powerful for you to stand on your own two feet and say this because just the way you value yourself, one makes me want to stand in front of you with a stick. Like I want, I want to protect you because you like, you openly love yourself and set boundaries so well that it makes me want, like, I'm like, ladies stay the hell back. Like, <laughs> like I want to protect you because I think right. this is like so powerful. Like I want to contribute to your journey. Like how can I help you do this? Because you're literally standing against a society that says this is bullshit. Right. Literally. Right. And so it's like, I feel like you need so much help. You ever seen somebody struggling on the side of the road and you just, everybody like, you just want to like pour into them and help. Right. So it's like, I'm watching you on this journey one and I want to help. And two, like you're doing something that is not exciting. Nobody wants to do it's frowned upon. And let's be honest, like the male suicide rate is the highest it's, it's higher than anything else, anyone else. And it's literally because men don't communicate. They don't talk, they push through, they suppress and they don't honor themselves. Right. They don't. So I've been hearing this conversation years for women. I have not heard men talk about this. So you're, you guys literally go through the same thing. I just don't think a man stops enough to value himself the way that you choose to value yourself by setting boundaries and setting expectations for yourself that truly fill your cup. I remember when Tony Robbins said he was like, it's not about the end goal for men. It's always going to be mastering the art of fulfillment and finding peace. Right. And men don't spend any time ever mastering the art of fulfillment. Right. That's what I want my flex to be. When you experience me, I want you to experience my peace, not my pockets. That's the damn title of the episode. (laughs) That was good. Okay. So knowing this about you and knowing that you're like, you're ready to stand in this. I feel like this is kind of why you created Building with Caleb. Can you kind of explain what the purpose of that brand is? Right, right. Um, so I'm a very just like organic, off the wall type of person. If I put my mind to say, hey, I'm going to do something, I might talk about it a couple of times, but best believe like I'm going to do it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and so anyway, um, in 2019, I got back on YouTube um, and I was very consistent, like with posting a video every week. Um, but I was just like, all right, Caleb, like you got to work on the quality, you know, portion of this, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so again, at the beginning of the year when I decided like, hey, you know, like I'm going to take a break. I took a break from YouTube as well. Um, and, and I, I analyzed everything primarily. And so I was coaching at the time as well. Right. Overanalyzed everything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> hey, I'm human. I'm human. You're so human. I'm work in progress every single day. Um, but one thing, you know, I, my, my audience, um, is primarily women, 94% mm-hmm. and, and coaching. So I'm talking to women all day. Men ain't day. ready for this. Men ain't ready for this. <laughs> nah, men are men are ready. Um, it's just it's not cool. It's like how do it's we? It's not. How do we? How do you talk about this? Like for for young men that have been traumatized and touched as a little boy, like how do you go about and tell another man that? You need that safe space. You need to talk about it. But who do you talk to? You know, we don't really want to go and talk to a woman about it because it's like, oh, you weird, or you this or that. You know, men, we think about that type of stuff. You know. So we just bottle it up, bottle it up. But anyway, like to get back to the point, um, I began to analyze and think about that. Like, okay, I, I'm working with women all day, every day. And they're telling me about how terrible men are, this and that. And I know men are not terrible. No, we no, just, we fall in love with them for a reason. Right. Yeah. Right. And, and, and I was just like, you know what? Like, all right, I'm, I'm going to do a shift. I'm going to rebrand and I'm going to come back. I'm going to talk to anybody that, that wants to grow, do better and be better and become the best version of themselves. But I'm going to talk more authentically from my point of view as a man. And I realized like, I got to be more vulnerable. I got to come out and talk about certain, some of these things of why, Hey, like I, I, I'm doing X, Y, and Z and I've struggled and I've made mistakes and I've repeated cycles, but this is the outcome if you keep doing this, you know? Um, but just being, I just want to be vocal, um, about, um, the reality of what it is to be a man in today's society. You know, it's not easy. 
you know, we, we've got a lot to think about. Um, and again, the first thing we have to learn to do is think about ourselves. But again, just our, our culture, um, men are expendable, you know, we're, we're not we're not valued. You know, when you think of just years ago and, and times for war, um, it was about just sending them in. And if if you died and, yeah. you know, and you were killed, it's like it is what it is. Like, that's what a man's supposed to do. And so that becomes your men. You, you wear this warrior mentality all day, every day. I can't complain. I, I, I can't express my emotions or feelings, you know, so you, you're hard and you're tough. I look at so many young rappers today. We got so many young brothers that's dying for nothing because they they're they're stuck in that trauma that generational trauma you know of i've got to be hard i got to be a warrior i got to be this or that it's like no bro you got to heal you got to you got to learn it learn who you are you know um but anyway um building with caleb um is about helping people be become and build the best versions of themselves and that's very cliche you hear that all the time right but the thing for me my background is blue collar i've worked in construction and all kind of blue collar trades um but as a man of faith i understand that um there's a story of the man that built his house upon the, the sand or the man that built his house upon the rock and oftentimes i think um the reason that we are unbalanced today is because we're if you ever stand in the sand everything's off, Mm -hmm. you know, that your left foot might be sinking a little bit deeper than your right foot. But whenever you stand on rocket solid, it's something that you can fall back on, you know? So even Mm. when the storms come, the rain, the flood, you stand, you know? Foundation. And so that, again, the foundation for me is God and understanding my identity in Christ and sticking to that. Um, And to go on a quick tangent real quick Mm -hmm. about the importance of identity, even as a believer, we have a lot going on in today's culture where a lot of people are like, ah, man, you know, I'm just spiritual. I'm just this or that. Like, you know, because of past pain and trauma, church hurt, whatever the case may be of dealing with um, religious institutions. Um, But again, I think that adds to an identity thing. And I, I was in that for a while. And then mm-hmm. God convicted me on that. He's like, no, you need to, to speak up and, and, and stick true to like what you know to be facts. You know, it's mm-hmm. not something that I can prove to other people, but I know what my identity is and that identity is in Christ as a believer, as a Christian, regardless of what other people have experienced or have been hurt by the church or they don't like pastors or X, Y, and Z. Um, so I think understanding your foundation for those of you who say you're a Christian or a believer, whatever your, your faith is, really stand on that and hold to that and let that be a part of you finding your identity. But if you're in this space of just like, ah, oh, one size fits all, I don't really know. I'm just kind of like chilling and floating around. You know, I don't want to offend anybody. Like when you when you step into who God has called you to be, you're supposed to offend people. You're supposed to be a light. You're supposed to um help people come out of the dark, you know? But anyway, yeah. <laughs> Hope I answered your question. You're not on tangents. You're talking some really good game right now. Um, I just, I just, I think some people are listening to this and it sounds like we're kind of like shitting on materialistic people. And I want to be clear that what I think is so cool about this episode is it's actually giving me like a lot of grace for men. It's like making me really go like, wow, we don't see our men clearly. We don't see them for what they need. Like they, that takes us all the way back to the submission and the support of a woman, like the femininity of a woman, the original, not the original, but like the, one of the most needed, needed things from a woman is, is support and submission, like that caring, that loving, that nurturer, that, and that makes so much sense around the man being the warrior, the leader, the king, the, um, the shut up and figure it out. Like that's, that's why. And I think we've gotten in such a mindset as women that all men ain't shit and they just want materialistic things that we've become so masculine in our defense or survival needs. My advice to women. <clears throat> Whew, come on, ladies, Jerry. Is seek, are you listening? Is seek to understand a man before you want to criticize or critique him. Because what happens is, so my yeah. advice to women, um, before you want to have a build a man workshop. <laughs> <laughs> Um, seek to understand him. Yeah. That that's the one of the, like one of my biggest pet peeves is when I first and I'll give an example. I, I met a young lady and I'm big on friendship and just getting to know somebody. Yes. Right. Yes. Um, but I think oftentimes women can allow emotions um, 
and the fact that like, okay, this guy seems like a good guy. Like, you know, I gotta, I gotta grab onto him and, and just immediately, um, start to latch on and try and, you know, build him and better him, you know? Um, but pause on that, get to understand and know who he is first and understand his background and why he thinks the way he thinks. I met somebody and it was just like, after like a month of getting to know this person, like they were trying to like point out my flaws and tell me what I need to work on and X, Y, and Z. And I was like, you don't know me. And first off, like, you're not my girl. That is not your, your role or your place. You are a, somebody that I'm getting to know you are, you are in the friend zone right now. So I need you to take a step back. But again, just that eagerness, like when you do run across somebody that knows themselves and has value because you're not used to that, you want to latch onto that, you know? So, but anyway, the advice would be to understand a man and understand that you don't understand how a man thinks. You are not a man. You are a woman. We are, we are two different beings and that's okay. And if you don't understand something that we do, don't automatically jump and label it toxic. No, it's masculine. It's different. Understand it. Again, that's what I think is, is hard for men today while we don't come out and talk because as, as soon as we say something from a male point of view, oh, you're just another toxic man. We don't how like, okay, cool. We got thick skin, but we don't want to keep getting beat up every time we step up and we do things and we try to be men because people think they know what a man is and they've never been in a man's position. Again, identity crisis, you know? This is, yo, women needed this more than men today. <laughs> women needed this. I needed this. Like, this is good. And it's exactly what you said. It's like a build a man workshop, like immediately. So you're so good in all these things. So now I want to change you to make sure. Can I change you just a little bit more to make you exactly what I want? Right. And that's not the case. And I love that like you are setting boundaries and you're like, this is who I am. I think that's, that's, that's transferable across genders. That's, we all need to look at things that way. Right. This yeah. was good. Caleb, like I said, I'm going to continue to advise you to stay a secret, but if you choose not to <laughs> tell everybody watching where they can learn more from you, like you know, you do coach and impact people. Um, you do a lot behind the scenes that people don't know about. So let them know where they can follow you, learn more about you. They're probably going to stalk you. So beware. You just got to catch me outside. Fam. <laughs> <laughs> now, um, my Instagram is um, at Caleb Curl. Um, YouTube channel is um, building with Caleb or Caleb Curl. You can type it in and I'll pop up. Um, I'll be dropping an episode um, here pretty soon. Yay. And, um, so I'm excited, you know, to, to, get back out to be a voice. Um, and I'm just a very unconventional person just in everything that I do. So, you know, if I give y'all 50 episodes of straight heat and then I say, hey, I'm gonna take a break and recharge, that's me, you know? Um, but yeah, that's where you can find me at. But um, yeah. This was good. Thank yeah. you so much for joining us. Hey, thank you for having me on. I appreciate it. Thanks again for joining us on another episode of The Stranded Podcast. If you felt inspired or moved today, make sure to leave a review on iTunes. You can learn more about us and our guests at thestrandedphase.com. And don't forget that your stranded phase is a rite of passage on your journey to greatness.